0: Welcome to the Push Performance Podcast.
1: All right, guys, what's up? Welcome to episode twenty-five. Woo. We we made it half <laughs> a quarter century.
2: Yeah, we're we're doing it.
1: Um, today's pretty cool podcast. We have the entire crew from Push Colorado. We got Grant Suggs, Chris Adams, and Joe Rosenstein, and then Taylor Davis who was a, who was an intern over there. Um, so yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool for me to have. Have you guys see you guys on the podcast today? This is something I've been wanting to do. You know, we've been hella busy for a while. Um, so this kind of good time right before the pro guys come in and this hour is kind of taken up. So I appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, thanks for having, thanks for having us for having us, man. Grant, yeah, is this your first podcast ever?
3: Uh you know, I do some side business podcasts, but <laughs> 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 what's it called? Uh secret. <laughs> you know, shameless plug. All the builder podcasts or what? Yeah, it's uh, back nine builds actually. <laughs>
1: like, uh, DIY. Follow, follow him on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So what, what's going on, Chris? How's uh, how's uh, Colorado
4: going? Oh, uh, it's good. Um, transitioning into pro off season, you know, kind of had our slow month here. Good time to kind
1: of regroup, kind of settle down from the busy, busy summer. Yeah, nice, nice little reset for sure. I know it's uh, about to get hectic for everybody. I, I kind of felt that yesterday. My brain's super scattered today. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to focus up here. So, um, yeah, I just want to start with a little bit of background: who we are, we, you know, how we've gotten to what we've got to, and something a lot of people have been interested in, and. You know, growing, you know, not only the the business side, but the relationship side. And that's something we preach often. Right. And, um, you know, taking care of our athletes first and foremost is kind of our foundation, what we're built on, you know. And, you know, so like Joe, go expand, expand off of that a little bit. You know, how did you join Push Performance? How are you here? Why are you here? What, how long have you been a coach for? And then we'll kind of we'll go into everybody else.
2: Yeah. Uh, Joe Rosenstein here. Um, I've been return returner to the podcast. That's right. Twice now. Um, I've been here for just over three years. Um, I started out actually as an athlete here. Um, shoot 2016 2017. Um, had a short career in the minors with the twins. Um, and then right after that, I started an internship here. And I've been here ever since.
0: Nice. it's
1: awesome. Chris. Your turn? Uh, Chris.
4: Uh, <laughs> returner? Returner? Returner. Um, been here since, what, 2014, yeah. I want to say. Um, longest running coach. Hold that title. Yes, um, basically, after school, you know, did my internship elsewhere. Um, hooked up with DJ. Uh, my cousin used to train with you back in the day. Um, linked up that way. Did like the shortest internship probably known, and then kind of just stuck with you, haven't haven't left. Appreciate that a lot,
3: Grant. <laughs> <laughs> how about you? Uh, so me, I have been here actually coming up. It'll be five years in November. I did kind of like shadowing for a few months, and then did an official internship, spring of seventeen, I believe. Um, and then kind of stayed on and then, yeah, kind of, you know, helped obviously transition into the new facility, which we've been here now two years. Um, so it's basically like two years there, two years here. Um, a lot has really changed in the last like four or five years. I think we've implemented a lot of, you know, business, um, ideas. I think it, you know, from when I first came on, obviously Chris was here, um, you know we we've gone with team builder we had the you know the paper programs i think just the whole logistics of how we ran everything has changed a lot so um i think all of us have been like a big part of that in the last few years and you know gotten to where we're at and now we're building you know more of the brand of actually like the training side i think there was you know definitely the first few years of just kind of like okay business side of things this is how we structure our hours. This is how we, you know, schedule our coaching. Um, you know now I think in the last like year and a half, two years, we're able to really implement more the training side of things. We've got a lot of good things in place, you know, with the new facility and this facility. So um, I don't know, really know how I got on that, but um, I think we all like, you know, core group of us that that's, you know, what we've, you know, implemented the last few years and now we're, you know, full speed going into, you know, more of the training, and you know, we have good systems in place. Um, I think all of us have had a good, you know, at least this group right here have helped implement that and
1: um, kind of moving forward. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Chris Chris can back me up on here where I think when you came on, you kind of took a, a stronghold over the systems, right, Chris? Wouldn't you say that? Whereas it's like you and I were just coaching the shit out of athletes. You know oh, I mean? yeah, 100%. And I mean, it's, you know, Grant, you've done a phenomenal job with implementing those systems, developing systems, bringing ideas, right? And now you've kind of spread that knowledge to even all of us, me included, Taylor included, you know, um, you know, spread that sort of like wild, wildflower now, flower, fire. Now, you know, we have, (laughs) you know, we have a lot of ideas flowing together now. And I think Grant, I'm giving you a compliment. You've done a phenomenal job implementing those systems and built, you know, the emails, the, the, the team builder stuff the, you know, all those things. So, yeah. like, you know, appreciate that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it is just like, you know, well, obviously things have scaled. It's been, you know, you start with 20 athletes and two coaches and then, you know, we sit anywhere from low number, hundred athletes to 150, 175. You know, there's just, there's gotta be like, you know, systems of like, we used to not even do our sign up sheet. I know you guys do a little different down there, but you know, now we have Google Sheets, how to sign up. I mean, it's just it's more structured. I mean, it's more I guess legit in a way to put it, but yeah, less, man, there's just a lot of things. Right? It's yeah. Like- I mean it's just you get those set in place and then you know everything kind of just falls. And then obviously there's still the whole training aspect of everything too. So um, yeah, I mean you gotta look yeah. at it. Go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say once you get all that set, and then it's you know, then we can actually do our actual jobs of coaching and programming and more
1: of the science side. Yeah, it's like a manager of a team, right? Where you got to do, you got to build a lineup, you got to do all the development stuff, you got to recruit, you got to, you know, do the social media, you got to do all those things, you got to do all the back end pieces that the athletes never see, right? Where it's, you know, we're open, you know, six to six or six to seven, six to eight in Colorado and 12 to, Right now, 12 to 8 here, soon to be a little bit different hours, but nobody sees the back end hours, you know, us early in the morning or late at night, right? We're, t- we're having team meetings and conversations, you know, me personally, FaceTiming you guys at 9.30 your time at night, you know, 9 o'clock your time. You know, it's, you know, a lot of people don't see those things. It's just like, they come in, see our face and leave, you know, it's like, how did how did we get here? You know, and I think that's the really cool story is, you know, we, we've gotten here by doing the back end things and doing things that people don't want to do, you know, and you know, then we got to add our education portion on top of it. Right. Where I know all of us have been taking a class over the last year or course, excuse me, you know, different courses, you know, now you're getting, you know, new courses, you're taking new courses, Taylor, you're going to a course in January, Yeah, January, you know, so it's like, you know, not even just the, the business side of stuff, but we got to stay sharp on, what, why the athletes come to us. And that's because of our knowledge for one, right. And the results we get, and then the culture we have, you know? So um, that's, that's a big piece of how we were developed. You know, um, Taylor, talk about your, your path.
5: Yeah. So I got done playing at Gonzaga in 2019 and didn't get a chance to play pro ball. Um, but like throughout my senior year, I was looking for internships and had to apply it to one internship um at driveline didn't get it but i was for referred to dj so i got to spend the summer of 2019 in colorado with push and with dj and been here ever since stayed on as a remote coach um went to school for my last semester and then when i interned at tcu um and then turned into a full time coach once push moved down to arizona go frogs go frogs (laughs) 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 but yeah no loved it loved it ever since um had the, I, I wasn't here from the start um, when it all started, but um, been fortunate to, enough to grow um, as it's moved to as pushes moved down to Arizona and got to see this business grow and it's been awesome so far. Looking forward to the journey ahead. Yeah, appreciate appreciate all you guys
1: staying on. It means a lot to me. Um, so I want to kind of get into Joe. I'm gonna start with you, man. Uh, what? How were you as a coach versus how you are as a coach, and where do you see yourself going as a coach? Right. What do you think you, what your strengths were when you're a young coach? You still, are a young coach, but a younger coach. Um, what what did you suck at? What did you? What were deficiencies? Essentially, we're always talking about strengths and deficiencies with our deficiencies with our athletes, right? What is a deficiency you had? What is a strength you had? And what have you had to overcome to be the coach you are now?
2: That's a loaded question. <laughs> um I think back when I started, I didn't have you know a ton of confidence in the programs I was necessarily putting out. Um, you know, I think all of us would look back at a program that we wrote a year before now and be like, "What the heck was I doing?" Um, which is a good thing because um, it shows growth. It shows you know more understanding. Um, but back then, you know, just getting into training, I think about you know three years ago. Um, Starting those programs, they were very basic. Um, as compared to now, you know, they get more complex into, you know, a bunch of different things. And just a journey along the way, you know, absorbing information from the coaches around you, um, learning outside of here independently on your own. Um, I've definitely gained a ton of more confidence in what I'm programming and what it's going to do for the athlete. Uh, I think one strength I've had... I mean, all along was the ability to build relationships with guys on the floor and, you know, explain what I'm trying to do for them essentially through their program. So it's not just like, here you go, go do this on the floor. It's, hey, here's why we're doing this. Okay. This is the result or the reaction to the stimulus that we want.
1: I, I agree, a thousand percent. I mean, in my opinion, you guys are the three of the best coaches we have, right? And it's because you care to go coach, and you show that every single day. And things just having that coach's voice where it's not you're just building the program and just sitting on the couch, right, where we've had people do that before, and they're no longer with us, obviously. But, you know, it's it's the fact that you guys take that into account and want to build those relationships with the athletes and coach those athletes through the program and just kind of see those results that way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Guys, they have to want to be here and they have to be invested in the program. And, I mean, the easiest way to do that is through your relationship with them.
1: 100%.
2: 100%. Grant, your turn?
3: Um, I forgot kind of your questions, but,
1: uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, what I, were you great at? What did you suck at? And, and where do you see yourself, you know, succeeding as a coach, you know, now going into this offseason or, you know, what have you learned to get to this point?
3: Yeah, so, I mean, I think, I mean, one of the biggest things is just, like, obviously strength and condition and just the body mechanics and everything and training is always changing. So it's like, you know, if like Joe said, if you have a program from five years ago and you look at it, you should, you know, be your biggest critic on it. Um, I think also it's just being confident and, like, you know, there's obviously a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of, you know – good stuff there's a lot of bad stuff there's a lot of crap on instagram but i mean i think just staying you know with what you're comfortable with it's just like you can over program a bunch of crap that you don't understand um but you know i think a big thing is i've always kind of have you know a small toolbox of like what i like to use and then obviously i like learn and implement stuff but not taking too much and adding it in too quick i guess per se um I always want to be learning, but also at the same time, I don't want to be just adding crap just because it looks good. I know with a lot of our clientele, it's, you know, kids obviously they want to get stronger, faster. There is always, you know, the stuff that looks cool, but at the same time, does that really pertain to their sport and is it necessary? Um, So I think staying in our lane. Um, I think another thing, I think a strength is being able to connect with kids. Um, and also treating everyone the same, you know, whether it's a 12 year old first time in the weight room, learning, uh, you know, the, the fundamentals of, you know, the body mechanics, stuff like that with us, or, you know, today our 25 year old, two guys that came in, you know, pro guys, you know, treating them the same, um, obviously looking at their bodies differently. They have different demands, different needs, um, different, you know, stages of their career. But at the same time, I'm not going to treat a 12-year-old any differently than a 25-year-old. You know, I want to make sure that, you know, we're meeting their, you know, their goals. Um, We're obviously going to implement the stuff that they need in a program. Um, And also, you know, their feedback. I think the biggest thing is just, like, if guys want to do certain things, you know, and I think they can, you know, perform that exercise, I'm totally in to add that into their program, like, it's not just like, okay, obviously I see stuff in the assessment and I'm going to add it in there. But I always tell guys, you know, my remote guys, guys here, it's like if there's stuff you want to do and you want to get better at, I'm all for doing that. It's not just going to be like, you know, I'm going to write your, you know, program three days. You got to do exactly as told. Like, you know, you should have a say in what you want to do I'm the same way. It's like I have guys, I have a guy helps me with my program. You know, I want to do some, you know, I want to work on whatever it's not just a hundred percent, you know, the coaches say like, you should have a good you know relationship. And I think that speaks for all of us. Like that's where we all are really good at. And it's like, yeah, we have individualized programs, but it should be the athlete input too. It's not just, you know, we do know what we're talking about most of the time, but at the same time, it's not like, you know, the, the athletes know their body better than anyone. So, you know, we should have, you know, be open to feedback and, we got to make changes. I'm like, hey, you don't feel that, or you not? It's not working for you, you know. Then we can definitely make changes. It's like, you know, it's a two way street. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's like as a coach, like, I mean, you should always be evolving. Um, you know, I don't know if that really answered like the questions, but I think that's kind of where, like, where I'm at as a coach. Kind of my approach is, you know, developing the relationships, having the, you know, the mutual feedback um from your athlete and you know being receptive to you know criticism at sometimes and and feedback so that that's only going to help you know me grow and you know obviously there's information out there um you know there's good stuff bad stuff like i said but taking you know stuff that can be you know applicable to you know different athletes and different needs and, and using it as necessary not overloading it all at once once you learn it or something like that so
1: for sure i mean that's something that i failed at as a coach when i was younger is is essentially my way or the the highway right and you know talking with other strength coaches is like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about per se or whatever right i I would think that way but then at the same time it's like he has his methods he has his his ideas right but like he's doing it for the athlete as well you know and that's why we coach is for the athletes, not for our egos. You know, that's the first thing you need to realize. We're coaching because we care for the athlete and we care to help them in their careers or help them in their development or help them grow as a person, not just an athlete. But I think that, you know, we need to communicate with with them just as much as we can make, communicate with each other. Right. And I, I failed, I'll admit, I failed at that when I was younger, you know, I've, I've blown people up on Twitter. I've done stupid stuff where, You know, I should not have done that, you know, and um, burned a bridge here and there with doing that. But like as we grow, it's like we got to we got to make sure that we're we're all on the same page, all on the same team for the same reasons. You know, Um, Chris, how about your turn now? What do you what you know, what what did you come to push as as a coach or how who did you come to push as as a coach? And what were your strengths then deficiencies then? And uh, what you know, what were you know, where are you as a coach now? It's, you know, one of the best coaches we have.
4: I would say when I first started, I was obviously heavily into the speed, right? Um, I came from an internship with one of the, probably the best speed guys in the country. So that's kind of all I knew is like, I could teach someone how to run, right? I can make them look pretty as a runner, as a sprinter, make them faster. But I didn't understand how to use the weight room as a supplement to that. I think that was my biggest thing. And and honestly, that's where you kind of took me under and taught me a lot. It's basically the weightlifting side of it. Right. So I had one piece of the the pie kind of down, right. But I didn't have the other side of how can I use weightlifting to actually supplement their, their sports performance. Um, obviously I think that has become, um, a partial strength of mine. Obviously we're still evolving and learning all the biomechanics of running and just in human movement in general and how to, um, load those movements or, Like I said, use the weight room. Um, But also, I think when I came in, I was kind of, I was really quiet, right? I was, I wasn't the rah-rah guy, kind of stood in the background for a little bit and kind of just watched how things were operated, how you had the gym going and whatnot. Um, Quickly understood that you can't do that in this industry, right? Um, Kids kind of want you involved. That's what they're looking for. They don't want the guy that sits in the back and, yeah, he writes my program, but there's not a lot of confidence, right, in the coach that's writing it. Um, so I think I've evolved as a coach as, again, I'm not the rah-rah, I'm not going to get in your face, I'm not going to scream, I'm not going to yell, um, but learning how to communicate with the athletes on a different level, right, learning how to encourage them and get them past their sticking points or whatever, but in a in a different tone. Um, but like I said, I think uh, six years ago. So, yeah, six, seven years ago, I think I'm a totally different coach. Um, sometimes I apologize to some of the guys who are still with us for the program <laughs> they wrote. Like, I am so sorry I did that to you. I don't know why I did that. Um, but again, that's just, you know, I think Grant said it. Um, we're just evolving, you know, every day as a coach. You learn something new about yourself, you learn something new about how. You know, these kids interact with different um, coaching cues, or how you like walk, and how you present yourself. You know, it all it all comes into play.
1: Hundred percent. I think that's really important. Is we have a lot of our audiences are coaches, you know, and we have we've had multiple right, Ashton. We've had multiple coaches reach out to us that love our podcast because we talk in the coach's voice, but we also talk to the athlete. You know, so it's kind of a good balance between the two, and I think that's where our strong points are right now, as co- as coaches, is we're able to coach, right? We're not just, you know, we're buddies with the co- with the athletes. We're able to have we each have our own separate coaches' voices, right? Where Chris, you're you know, a little bit more mellow. Joe, you're a little bit louder. Grant, you know you you have you have a way that we can touch with the mobility stuff. You know you have different different avenues and different ways to coach, right? And you know Taylor, you're super like a stern coach where you're like college strength coach style things that taken okay. you know what i mean um you know so that's right yep you know and you know it's it's fun to see all you guys in different settings where it's whether joe with your team stuff like you have to be loud right you know where you get you know another coach in the team setting and they just sit in the corner and they're quiet and it just does nothing for it right so you know it's just it's just cool to see how different personalities match with different personalities of of each athlete and then you guys end up programming for those athletes and that's i think that's very important to have different personalities on staff for sure how about you taylor what's uh you're you're the youngest coach we have by the way i think right out of colorado yeah right brandon's not here today but um so you're youngest you're the youngest taylor how about uh you know we're you know when you first started let's say with your internship with us with this group right here actually this is that group yeah um, you know what was your perspective coming in as a coach um you know, coming from the internship at Gonzaga, right? I did that afterwards. Did that. You guys were my first okay. internship. Yeah, so then, we're, and then where are you at now after learning what you've you know you've learned through us four and and then Dakin?
5: Yeah, so coming – like, I I mean, obviously I played at Gonzaga, and so I was around, like, a college weight room. I knew how it was ran, stuff like that. And kind of coming into the private sector with my first internship with you guys was kind of seeing the relationships and how they're built with the athletes. Where in college, that's not really – you get an hour and a half with them a day kind of thing, an hour a day with them. And so there's kind of a lack of those relationships being built. So being able to be around you guys and see how those relationships were built with each and every athlete. But I think the first, maybe the first half of my internship was just me kind of sitting there shadowing, kind of seeing how you guys went about your daily business, kind of seeing just not only like, the, the strength side and the performance side, but also kind of seeing how the business side was ran um, and how, how y'all kind of dealt with that on a daily basis as well. Um, but then actually getting in there and, and about the second half of the internship, getting into coach and, and learn and seeing how different athletes learn and how different, um, different cues and stuff work with some athletes, but not other athletes. And then being able to dive into the assessment process um, with you guys, along with the programming side and, um, seeing how, how simple you can make it, but also how complicated you can make it at the same time um, was probably the biggest thing um, kind of coming up as a young coach and learning from you guys, um, which helped a lot. Um, And then just kind of, as for me right now, just trying to take in as much information as I can learn as much as I can. um, And then learning, not only like, not only taking in that information, but, but knowing it well enough to be able to apply it right away to what I'm doing with my athletes and with, um, the pro guys that are coming in. Um, and then being able to, being able to work with, um, DJ and Rob ideas off of him and then working with our PT as well and our pitching guy and trying trying to incorporate everything. Um, from from what different people are saying and of course all these all these guys especially the pro guys they come in with um things that their their uh their strength coaches want them to do and their strength coaches and pitching coaches and coordinators want them to work on um so being able to take all this different information and to build it into something that will that will help everybody that that will kind of give the pitching coordinator and the, the, their pro strength coach exactly what they want to see out of their guy but also being able to implement the stuff that i see and the stuff that um, Austin sees with next era and, and being able to apply it and to help the athlete um, to the best of the, the best of our abilities. I mean, you literally just beat
1: me to my next my next question, which was you know you know we work with a lot of teams now you know whether that be college or professional teams. Uh, you know what are some ways that you know? Let's start with you, Joe. Is Joe there? Oh, I can't see him. I'm <laughs> here uh let's start with you joe like what are some ways that you know you you know we've had uh we have a really good relationship with the twins right uh you know they we know pretty much their whole strength staff or the pt staff or whatever it may be you know what are some ways that you communicate with the guys how do you build a relationship with these other orgs that we don't know or colleges we don't know right where we don't feel like they don't feel like we're stepping on their toes to change what they're doing and kind of vice versa
2: um two things on that um the first one being you know if if the athlete wins we all win um that's the primary focus we want athlete to achieve what they want to achieve and um that's very centric and centered in in all their programs and all the thought and then the second one is just the communication piece um whether it's the athlete communicating with both or the athletes not even involved in that communication. Um, it's just directly between us and the organization, our team. Um, but just keeping that open line of, Hey, this is what we see. This is where we think we need to go with him. Um, what do you guys think? Um, and I think that's just kind of a good start and it gets you on a good track to go forward. Um, you know, every, every coach is different. Everyone has different ideas, but, you know, we want to get these athletes better and performing better and, you know, stronger, faster, whatever it might be. Um, but as long as the athletes win in, we're all winning. So I mean, yeah. that's gotta be the common thought.
1: hundred percent. I think something where I I don't say we do this at all is trying to like have an ego match was like, Hey, this is how, this is how smart I am. Right. Talking big words to these people that would probably understand what we're saying there's no reason to do that right where it's you know try not to go over their head to show like yeah we're not we're not with with an organization right but we know what we're talking about kind of thing it's more so like just talking to them as a person not talking over their head and like you just said like we're doing it for the athlete right and i think that's something like where you know people try and say look how smart i am look how smart i am like listen to me i'm using big words you know, and I think it's just simplifying it and getting that to, you know, kind of set in with the coach is like, Hey, we're all on, on the same team. Right. And, you know, they sent us a program. We're not going to rip it up and throw it away. We're going to communicate with them. We're going to communicate with the athlete and we're going to build that bridge together. You know, um, Chris, what, uh, what are some hurdles that you see when you try to communicate with other strength with other strength coaches from different teams and you know, how, and then how have you come overcome those hurdles?
4: Well, I think the biggest thing, is Joe said, it's you can't undermine them. No one likes that. You know what I mean? Even if they come at us and start, you know, trying to make us sound dumb or whatever, like no one likes that. Um, so really, it's, it's, it all just come, comes down to the athlete. You know what I mean? Um, if the athlete, like Joe says, if, if the athlete's winning, then, you know, they, they look good, we look good, everyone, you know, we don't have an issue here. Um, but I think the biggest thing, especially out here is there is a lot of ego still, you know what I mean? Um, so it's really just trying to simplify everything. Um, I mean, that's the biggest thing is, yeah, I want to go out there and talk all these big words and be like, Hey, we can help your internal rotation of your hip, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, okay, they might understand that they might not, but it's like, how can we just get the athlete to perform better? You know, um, that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing. You just can't undermine, can't undermine anyone. No one likes that feeling. So.
1: No, I mean, if you make something applicable, right. Whether you're telling the kid like, Hey, this is going to help you get down the mound faster and you're going to throw harder. Everybody's going to love that. Right. Whether that's going to, you know, and then you can run it by their, their team PT, their team strength coach or team ATC or whatever it may, may be. Like this is kind of what I see in his video when he, when he throws a ball. You know, what are your thoughts on this? You know, that's that with our new assessment process on the Excel, we, we share that with all the teams, you know, when they ask for it. So it's just an easy click away of a share button and they have full access to their prospects or their their, their athletes, you know, and oh, you I think, think? Them, them collecting data and then we're collecting data on top of it. It's only the best thing for the athlete. Right. I mean, we, you know, going off of that, it's like how much sports specific knowledge do we need to have in the weight room? Right, where you know, we had a an in service last week all together going just breaking down pitching stuff, you know, and uh, you know, pitching pitching mechanics and biomechanics and patterns and all that. So, um, you know, Taylor, let's talk about like, you know, your how, how important is your sports specific knowledge as a strength coach, whether it be for a hockey player, basketball player, baseball player, you know, is it you know, or is it just kind of like you just go in the weight room, you do your core lifts and you're out?
5: Yeah, I think um, like everybody kind of has their own lane and you definitely don't want to like, like, cause we have a PT here, we have a pitching guy, and then we have a strength guy. So like in hitting and hitting, and you don't, you don't ever want to kind of go outside your lane, but you want to have knowledge in every single area to be able to communicate with that athlete. Um, a lot of times strength coaches, well, the athlete will come in, talking about like some sort of pitching stuff and the guy in the strength coach is just like, okay, well that's kind of over my head. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you over to a pitching guy and let him deal with all that movement stuff where it's like, I may not handle, or a lot of the pitch design stuff. I may not handle a lot of that stuff, but from like a movement perspective, I need to be able to speak the same language um, that they're talking and that they're talking and that they're trying to explain to me because a lot of the, the mechanic side and movement side of pitching um, you can kind of directly represent in your program based off of, um, off of what you need and i think that's kind of where we're able to do that in our field in the private sector whereas in um in pro ball everybody has their lane and their number one rule is to not go off and step on anybody's toes like if the strength coach starts talking pitching with somebody it's like all right dude like you gotta that is not your job like then they're it's no go whereas here we have that ability and i think when strength coaches call us and and we can talk the strength side and then how that relates to the pitching side, I almost kind of help think that like it kind of opens their eyes, but okay. Like, yeah, like I can, I can combine the movement side of pitching into, into my list rather than them being two separate things. You can start to mold them together a little bit. Yeah. I
1: mean, Grant, what do you got on that? That's I mean, literally what's the conversation we had last week, right? Where you got to, realized movement in the sports sports specific pattern she's couldn't say that word sports specific pattern you know and how important that is to you know achieve the goal or prevent injury or decrease chance of injury or whatever may be. you know what's where what your thoughts on that
3: yeah i mean that's kind of we just had these conversations this morning um a couple of our guys i mean it's just like yeah i mean kind of we're Taylor's at it's like you know, obviously, our you know, backgrounds um, are more like you know, the biomechanics, kinesiology, that type stuff. So, like, body movement, um, I think it's beneficial for you know, throwing coaches, hitting coaches, you know, swing coaches, whatever your sport is, your sport specific stuff. I mean, a background in like you know, movement should be the foundation of everything. So, it's like you know, obviously, we have a better understanding. We can go more in depth, but you know, working with a throwing guy, a hitting guy, you know, everyone should have a good understanding. It's like you know, we were kind of talking this morning. It's like I'm not going to be proficient in throwing mechanics. I mean, I just haven't done that for over half my life now. So like, you know, I'm not going to be the pitching guy, but I should understand. Looking at video, a guy moving down a mound, you know, whether He's not able to get into his hip i mean i was even looking at video this morning of like you know where an injury came from dissecting stuff you know all the way back from last fall videos in the spring videos to june and kind of seeing you know movement patterns um understanding like like i said i don't know i know i I feel like enough of the biomechanics to know pitching stuff but i don't i'm not going to be you know giving him cues on like you know pitch commands and stuff like that but i can see where his hips are, where they're opening it up. I mean, understanding the body enough to give him enough feedback as well as, like I said, his own body. He knows a lot of his own body, but obviously that's why he's seeking us out of, you know, why he's coming to us. But um, I guess, you know, just kind of having everyone having a general understanding of, you know, the movement is the foundation of, you know, where say injuries come from or deficiencies um, and just being able to implement, you know, stuff that we need to hammer in the weight room, Is going to help with more sports specific stuff like the throwing mechanics, um, you know, loading in a, in a swing, whether it's baseball, golf, um, you know, sprint mechanics, stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think just being able to, you know, understand the movements and then be able to apply them, you know, within your realm too. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Joe, what do you got on that now? Like you being more so as a, player just removed from the game right you know the fields you trained you threw plyos you did all those different things right now you have the knowledge of both sides right um you know what's what's your approach on that
0: i mean movement on the field is it's so complex whether you're talking about hitting or throwing uh but it should all relate to what you're trying to do in the gym Uh, you know our goal is for guys to perform better that's increasing velocity, exit velocity, uh, strength and stability on the field. Uh, but jumping into those mechanical things and dissecting where deficiencies are coming from are absolutely necessary to understanding your athletes. Uh, I don't think you can truly train a guy without seeing them on the field, whether that's in video or in person. Uh, You've got to know who your athlete is and what their demands are and what they need to get better at. Uh, Else we're just training straight
1: 100 percent, chris what do you got on that
0: uh i mean
4: my like grand said we had a couple guys come in today a um, couple of pro guys we kind of explained to them kind of like the new you know assessment process and what we're looking at you know why we had them send us videos not trying to be their pitching coach and trying to you know pitch design none of that stuff but it's like i under i can see why you're cutting the ball because you know, you you can't hold ER in your back hip and, you know, you don't get um, true shoulder hip separation, whatever it is. You don't have pronation, you know, and that's this type of stuff we could train in the weight room. Right. But I'm not going to be the guy who tells him, hey, you got this much vertical break on your fastball. You need to pair this with whatever. You know, that's just you know, I'm not that's not my expertise. That's not my lane or whatever. But if I can understand movement, I can relay that you know message to the pitching guy and be like hey this is why i think he's cutting the ball and then you know see you know and change a couple things on the mound and be like boom that fixed it or what if it didn't you know what else could it be it's just you know getting everyone involved and having that open line of communication and understanding the verbiage and all that good stuff you know that's that's all key in you know helping the athlete you know get to that next level
1: yeah, 1,000%. That's something that we have the capability here is like we have our pitching coach, our throwing coach is four feet away from us, right? Where with you guys, like you're looking at video constantly. You're, you know, dissecting the TrackMan reports. You're looking at you – you're able to look at the TrackMan report and see the spin access and saying, all right, now you look at the movement. Like, oh, yeah, his pronation sucks. He's cutting the ball or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, There's arm slots down, so he's a three-quarter guy, so he's going to be probably throwing sinkers. He needs more – you know, whatever, you know, you're not trying to, like you said, Chris, you're not trying to say, all right, your vertical breaks at 18. Let's hear that with a curveball. You know, you're not doing that. You're not talking that language. You're more so on the, on the biomechanics side of things. And you know, the communication side of things of, of actual movement and without essentially getting inside their brain and screwing them up, right. Where they're thinking of they're thinking too much on the mound, like, Oh, coach Chris told me I need to hold the ER, stay on my back, on my big toe here. You know, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, there's there's a fine line between overcoaching and coaching it, right? And um I think that's the most important thing is A getting buy-in from them and knowing why we're explaining this. We're not trying to change their mechanics or how they move or why they move the way they do, but you know, just a performance output, you know, reason, you know, and um I think that's I think that's the biggest thing for us is being able to speak that language.
5: Yeah. I think I think, I think as long as the athlete knows by the end of the assessment that that their performance is like, we want them to succeed as much as they want to succeed. I think that's where kind of that, that buy-in, um, that, that buy-in shows itself. Um, I kind of look at like the relationship between like with Andrew here for a pitching guy, like they, the relationship between like the strength coaches and him is like, I want to make his job as, as easy as possible. Like if, if he needs an athlete to make an adjustment, I want the athlete to have the ability to make that adjustment like right away, not like, okay, we're going to spend 45 minutes on you trying to get this one adjustment down. Like I want, I want the athlete to be able to like comprehend what Andrew's trying to say in terms of like what adjustment or what thing they need to add or movement. They need movement quality. They need to change. And then them just to have the ability to make that adjustment on the fly.
1: Yeah. I think that's Dan. We hit the nail on the head right there. That's our, that's our job. Literally. This is literally why athletes come to us, you know, especially the higher level guys. And, uh just being able to address those things speak those languages if you, you know if we had no point of the question was essentially is if we had no aspect or no clear-cut vision of human movement on the mound or in the box or chris you 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 coaching base stealing breaks or whatever it may be or tracking ball and gaps you know why are they coming to us versus just going to 24-hour fitness and just busting out squats deadlifts and bench right um you know we this is kind of the separator where we need to be and this shows you know upper levels where you know collegiate strength coaches need to communicate with their, their head coach you know uh org org strength coaches need to communicate with their atcs atcs to the pt the pt to the to the head guy so there's different steps along the way where you need to be able to communicate with with that athlete first and foremost but also the staff around you you know um joe what uh what what is what are you looking forward to i think you're on mute doug uh yeah, my mic gave out. It was weird. I got a call, and just, right. so I'm on grass. What are you looking forward to? You know, this is your second off season, essentially running the pro group, right? Where I've been in Arizona. Um, what are you looking forward to this off season compared to off seasons in the past? You know, what are you doing a little bit different this off season, or what are we doing a little bit different off this off season that you're excited for?
0: To be honest, I'm excited to get back to normalcy with these guys. You know, a lot of them had almost a year and a half off season, uh, as compared to, you know, five months with us, uh, which was too long. They, they need to go play. They need to be athletes. Uh, so just being stuck home, you know, just training for that year long period was tough for them. Um, I know guys are excited to come back in, you know, have their off time and get back into our culture. Uh, for me, I'm excited. We got a couple new athletes. Um, I think it's going to shake things up. Uh, hopefully, make things more competitive in the gym. Uh, yeah, but I mean, we got a great group of guys and a good culture in here. They'll spend three, four hours in here. Not all of that training, but just hanging out. <laughs> sometimes too long. But uh, no, it'll be good to get everyone back in.
1: Yeah, I love that. Chris, what, is, what about you? What are you excited for this offseason?
4: I'm excited for the guys to get back. I just love the group that we have. Yeah. You know, it really is that, you know, that family atmosphere. Everyone's trying to, you know, push each other. Got a couple guys who have, you know, it's the big off season for them. You know, it's almost make or break at that point. So, you know, it's just it's a little different feel, you know. Um, again, like Joe said, a couple of them, you know, have told us, you know, that you know, COVID really screwed things up. You know, it just threw everything off getting back into a full season, you know, maybe things didn't go their way, whatever it is, you know, getting back to a sense of, you know, a normal off season, a plan, Um, just getting them back on track, you know, getting them in a better mindset. And then, um, you know, I had a conversation with one of the the guys today, you know, it's just some of the new things we've learned, you know, how, you know, with the gate training, you know, how can we uh, bias certain, you know, adaptations that we're trying to get at you know more efficiently maybe quicker than we have in the past you know and just kind of you know implementing these new training techniques that we have uh gained throughout the last couple of years so it's exciting for the guys to yeah get back in here and just you know see their faces and then get after it
1: Have the guys been pretty receptive about the new adjustments we wanted to do with them <laughs> I know this is more of like a personal question as a staff, but like this is also good for people to hear, right? Where coaches are evolving, right? So you know, we we brought these new ideas, new approaches, we learn new things. You know, they've trusted us. Let's say for some of the guys since high school, right? A lot of them, you know. and Now they're making either the, their their big league debuts or they're turning into prospects. You know, are they they don't they don't expect us to be the same? We don't expect them to be the same, but are they re- respond? You know, responding pretty well to the adjustments and the needs and the wants that we want to change with them.
4: I, I think so. You know, I think if we're showing we're evolving as coaches to help them out, I think they're more receptive than that. If we're doing the same thing every year, you know, not really changing much, it's like, how are you going to get me to that next point? You know, like some of them are moving up, you know, going double AA, A, triple A. It's like they need that one extra. You know, it's like, what are we going to do to get to me to get to this next point? You know, if we can't be doing the same things, you know, some things may be working. We're not going to change everything. You know what i, I mean? mean but it's like what's that one little tweak that we can find that you know that just gets into that next level and i don't know the guy today like i said he was very responsive i think you know if we say this is what we're doing why this is what's going to help you from the video and all that you know i think you know you get you get a lot more buying at that point so 100%. i mean there's always always a reason why
1: behind everything right right yes yeah. how about you g what are you what are you excited for this off season um, I mean, yeah, something
3: these guys I mean, just like seeing these guys, I mean, it's refresher, obviously they're a little closer to our age. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, we just, there's different waves of, there's the youth guys, the high school guys, uh, college. And then, I mean, they're all, these guys are all removed from college. So, you know, similar interests, it's, you know, it's fun conversations. I mean, it's guys we can hang out with outside of here You know, in the past with Joe still doing fantasy with him, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, we can kind of hang with these guys, we can relate, but I, I, like Chris said, I think the biggest thing is just like, you know, showing that, you know, we're working as coaches, you know, we're trying to be as well-rounded as possible. Um, you know, implementing new stuff. Um, you know, I, I think we stick to our guns really well, but at, at the same time, like, like you said, you know, we all have learned some stuff over the last year or two, you know, each year we're learning, but I mean, this Last summer we all took a course. I mean, implementing you know things here and there, um, and then putting that to use. You know, and like Chris talked with his guy, I talked with my guy this morning. It's just like, hey, like you know, let's try a few things. You know, there's a few things I want to, you know, neither of us, you know, he's new to you know, stuff we've been using. You know, he's been removed from us for a few years. So I'm like, hey, there's a few things you know that we haven't done since I saw you in, I don't know, 2000. 19 or something like that. So, you know, for me working with this guy, again, it's, you know, implementing stuff that we haven't used before, maybe stuff that he, you know, used, but our previous experience, you know, we didn't do. And like Chris said, it's, you know, he's, these guys are here to perform. This is the biggest time is the off season to either, you know, move up, move around or obviously get paid. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of pressure, I think on us, but I mean, I think that's what we strive for in any athlete, whether it's, you know, making varsity, you know, in high school or, you know, getting a scholarship to go to college, you know, getting drafted out of college or moving up to different rankings in the, you know, the minors. And then obviously the big stage. So, I mean, you know, there's different, there's different stages and we, you know, if we can bring more to each, you know, more to the table each year, then, you know, we're happy to help. So, it's kind of what we all, I think, each year, are looking forward to, and you know, just like we're looking forward to our college guys coming back here in a few months. I mean, it's you know we love kind of shaking things up and different challenges. So again, it's just new season, new challenges, and new guys. So
1: I think we're all excited for it. Absolutely, how about you, Tim?
2: Yep, same as all
5: well you guys. <laughs> <I didn't laughs> I'm ready to, to all the cool stuff we've learned. That's all.
1: Thing. Nick always ruins our podcast. You know that.
5: Even when even when he's the host, even,
1: even when, the, when he's on, the, on the, podcast. the podcast, he
0: ruins the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so cool, guys. That's I think we can end there. You know, I, I really appreciate you guys. You know, you guys taking a big step in everything we're doing, and I want you guys to know that I'm thankful for you guys, and, and I appreciate the the buy in and the trust that I, you know. And so, if you guys you guys got anything else.
0: Now, man, that's it. So We're excited. ready for the golf trip to
1: AZ, so we'll figure <laughs> All right. that out. Let's do it. You can beat me, I'm playing terrible, so <laughs> I gotta find uh, my golf clubs first. <laughs> All right, guys, talk to you. All right, All right. Let's bye. See bye. It. bye, guys.